Welcome back to Spooked in Houston. I'm Ryan. I'm Cheyenne. And we have some fun stories for you tonight. Mm -hmm. But first, if you have any stories that you would like to send in to us, you can send them in at spookedinhoustonpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's spookedinhoustonpodcast at gmail.com. So, you said you had a fun little story for us. Yes, um, even though we are currently in October, I have a Christmas theme type one that I was going to share tonight. Um, this is the first encounter I had in my parents' house when I was a kid. I used to be basically Santa um, around Christmas time. I'd wrap all the gifts, get them all labeled, help shop for them, and all this, that, and the other. So this one particular day, it was I think December 23rd, it wasn't quite Christmas, but we were going to go to my aunt's house. So I was trying to get them all wrapped up before we had to go to, um, to her house the following day. And my dad was taking a nap in his little office area. We call it the cave. It had no windows. It was part of the house that we added on to after um, my great-grandmother had passed away. And she's part of this story. <laughs> God rest her soul. Um, the part of the house that we added on to, it used to just be an outside door that led out to like this concrete patio and then you were outside. But we turned it into a formal dining room and a nice living room. So it's a it's a very new addition compared to, you know, the rest of the house. The rest of the house is about 50 years old. So this is a new part. And this is probably, she passed away in 94. I'd say this is probably about 10 years later. So I'm about 14. And, um, so I just go in the living room and I'm getting the gifts in there and I'm getting ready to wrap them. And I leave the door open because my mom's on the computer and if she needs me, I wanted to have the door open so I could hear. Well, I'm sitting down and I'm listening to my, you know, Christmas music or whatever and I'm wrapping the gifts. And when the door shuts, it creaks as it rubs on the carpet. So you hear the and then it and then closes. Well, I thought mom wanted me. So I go out there and I'm like, did you shut the door? She's like, no, I've been sitting here the whole time. I'm like, well, maybe the music's bothering dad and he shut the door. Well, I go in the cave, he's sound asleep. I'm like, okay, maybe it was a draft. So I open up the door and I'm like, I'm gonna leave it open in case you need me, you know, let me know. She's like, okay, I'll holler for you. Well, I go back to wrapping the gifts and I hear it shut again. I'm like, okay, well, I'm looking at the mirror at this point because there's a mirror sitting right on the wall to where if anybody comes through that little tiny little hallway area that we have right before you get into the main living room, you can see them in that mirror. And I looked and there's nobody there. And I'm like, okay, what the heck is going on? So I get back up again and I'm like, did you need something? She's like, no, you can stop coming in here asking me every five minutes if I, if I need anything, I'll call you. I was like, well, why is the door keep opening? And she's like, I have no idea. I don't know why it keeps opening, but you know, opening, closing, what have you, probably a draft. I was like, okay. So I go back to wrapping gifts and this time I leave it wide open. Like I even put like a little box in front of it. I don't get three steps away from that door and it slams, crushing the box, like in the process. I'm like, okay, okay, we're just going to leave the door alone. I'm not going to fuck with it anymore at this point. And, um, that was when I get like this smell of like rose, like a rose candle almost. And that was my great grandmother's favorite perfume and scents was roses. So I knew it was her and she was probably not very happy with the fact that I was, you know, because whenever she was alive, that door was just the outside door. 
So she might have seen it as I was leaving the outside door open, stop letting all the hot air out of the house and letting all the cold air in, shut the damn door. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't like doors to be open. She was very proper and, you know, you know, well-respected lady. So she, she didn't put up with that kind of stuff. She was probably so like, quit letting the heat out of my house. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that room was very warm. We had like a central heater in there because it was such a big room, like normal airflow wouldn't really heat up or cool down that room very often so we would just have a central localized mobile heater or air conditioner or fan or whatever to cool off that room or heat it up or whatever so it, it didn't scare me but it was just more of like a okay this is this is a constant annoyance to something apparently i'm i'm sorry Needless to say, I didn't wrap gifts in that room ever again. <laughs> I moved into the kitchen after that. I was like, I'll do, I'll bake cookies and wrap some DVDs while I'm in here. Let's just do it all at once and not aggravate anybody. Or you could do what one of my coworkers does, and he orders all of the Christmas gifts to the office, and then he wraps them at the office. <laughs> Who did that? That was one of my coworkers. Though. I think that was Jarvin. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. So. The whole door thing is actually kind of funny because that's one of the experiences that I had at. Uh, the place that I'm going to be talking about. Oh, cool. They coincide. That's yes. neat. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. And um, the place that I'm talking about is, if you're familiar with it, Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Mm -hmm. um, if you have not heard of it, uh, that probably means you're new to the paranormal or, I mean, it's famous. It's like the... Or you've never seen an episode of Ghost Adventures. Exactly. <laughs> or never, you know, heard of... It. I mean, even the... Um, Ed and Lorraine Warren, mm -hmm. they've been there. Several, I mean, it's a popular hotspot. They've like had, one of their cursed items is actually from there. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. And um, what's very interesting is... I'm getting chills thinking about this place. <laughs> um, the of paranormal investigating. Very so. Dream. We spent... Uh, me and in this group of friends that I talked about last week um we all took a trip to Waverly Hills because when we heard about it we were like we have to go and we started making this list of like places we had to go so on this particular trip we hit Waverly Hills we hit the Stanley Hotel Ooh, I'm and, sorry, you said the Stanley I got excited I love that one too and we uh went to the Albion School oh nice yeah so we made like this nice little triangle of going to places and then um on our way back from uh the albion school because the albion school is i think in pennsylvania or new york one of those two states mm -hmm. on our way back we stopped at this um one abandoned uh place because we uh we were told that it was pretty haunted and that i'm gonna leave as a story for another time because okay. that was super fun um but anyhow back to waverly hills so the same group of guys we all go here we get set um we get special permission um and we get set up and as we're setting up our equipment we hear six doors slam consecutively and for each one of us. Oh, wow. Nope. So we were, nope. and we were completely <laughs> separated at this point. We had, because when we set up, uh, when we were setting up the equipment, we separated into individual group, uh, individuals. So what we, so Very we weren't in our normal pairs. It make me separate. Yeah, nope. we weren't in our normal pairs. And the, what was uh, so strange is that it wasn't bang, 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 bang. It was boom. 
Uh, like, it happened at the exact same time. Like a, oh wow! I was so, about to say, like a domino thing. Or? Yeah, no. So each one of us had the door slam, uh, had a door slam in our area at the exact same time. Nope. <laughs> nope. No, thank you, sir. Yeah, and it was. Um, what was interesting is that when we uh, were setting up, it was about six thirty p.m. when we were started setting up, and it was almost seven before we got um, when that happened. Because we had to walk to our locations and set up all these cameras. Which, um, those cameras were not, uh, dealt with nicely by the spirits. They were... They trashed them. Oh, they definitely trashed them. Oh, God. We had, like, we were really upset because we had just bought these new cameras. So we spent about $600 buying all of these cam uh, buying these cameras and they got completely and utterly trashed and it wasn't just the camera it was the tripod it was all like the whole thing was just decimated oh, wow. there was no coming back from that, that and sucks. yeah and the worst part is is that we got them on sale so they're normally like $300 a piece nope. we got a steal on them and like to, to the point where we had uh, it was like six cameras oh wow six cameras <laughs> <laughs> the realization of that yeah. just hit you uh yeah very much so because i didn't it didn't click with me before um and the other thing is is that those same six cameras were in the areas where we had the door slam <laughs> no, 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 no. No. so no, no, each no, no, no. spirit that slammed those doors definitely made very quick work of those cameras um they didn't want to be seen. Oh, definitely her. not. They did not want us there at all. Uh, That's a motorcycle for those of you who wonder what the hell that was. Yeah, there's a too. house behind us that yeah. has motorcycles. Um, so, as we're doing our investigation, we're collecting like mountains of evidence because we were there. We were planning to be there for two days. Oh wow! And we had to cut it short because we lost six cameras yeah, <laughs> the first night. The investigation a little bit. Yeah, and then we had to go and buy new cameras. So um, the next day, we ended up forking out like almost uh, three thousand dollars to yeah to get more equipment and replace the tripods and all that. It was ridiculous. I would have just um, made some medicine, like wrapping paper tubes. Yeah. Like some duct tape. <laughs> just... We were not very crafty people, <laughs> and two of the guys that. Um, that were in the group were very wealthy so yeah, okay. well, that it was very much a hey daddy can you put my uh money on my credit card kind of deal <laughs> <laughs> um so and uh, they they were the ones that funded like everything well that was generous so, yeah um so one of uh if you have heard about waverly hills you will have heard of uh, what's known as the Creeper. Mm -hmm. And if you have not heard about the Creeper... It's exactly what it sounds like. It is exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. It is a uh, very malicious spirit that is well known for attacking people. Leaving physical marks to the point where some people have actually been thrown, pinned against a wall, and then thrown down a hallway. Um... I don't know what he's doing. I don't either. What the hell, Janik? 
One of her coworkers is just like sticking a pizza box out the window and like stroking it seductively and staring at us. It's probably my pizza that I left. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyhow, um, myself and uh, one of our partners, uh, so me and this bud, uh, this guy, we're gonna call him John. We're going down one of the hallways. We have the spirit box going and we're asking questions and then we, and we were getting a lot of responses and all of a sudden it went dead silent. Like it didn't even feel like, and the, you could feel the presence of the hallway change completely. It went from feeling like kind of upbeat and very interactive and positive to immediately dread and cold. Ooh, it no felt thanks. bad. Um, and the spirit box, which normally has like this white noise um, sound coming through, it almost was like it cut off, but it was still running. We could tell, tell it was still running because our spirit box, we could see where it was sweeping the um, airwaves. Mm -hmm. So we could tell it was still running. And then out of nowhere, we get this male voice that yells, run! Oh, hell. And, and it was very clear. And it was at that point that we notice that there's this shadow figure at the end of the hall. It's very tall, and it seems like almost like its head is bent to the side because it's trying to not to, uh, like its head, it's too tall for the hallway. Oh, wow. It seemed very much like that. And then we noticed it started to lower itself, and almost like it was getting on all fours, and then it just came at us and went up the wall like a spider creature. Nope, 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 oh. nope, 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 nope. And it oh. got about halfway to us and then it just stops. Com like, in the middle of its movement, it just stops. And then you can kind of, like, and we saw the head kind of tilt back in that same motion that it was when it, uh, like, in that same angle that it had when it was um, kind of tilting at the ceiling. It tilted its head almost like it all of a sudden, it was like investigating us, and then Bro, out of chills. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and then out of nowhere, we hear the spirit box go, "Get out!" And then it disappears. Oh no! no. And the thing is, is that we definitely came across the creeper because every report that we read about the creeper's movement was that fast crawling motion, and it's not known to just stop. I don't when it decides to attack, it ju it goes. I don't do it well doesn't stop. On all fours, unless, <laughs> unless it's a poopy dog or a kitty cat. No, no. <laughs> this was definitely that. creeped central, and this was definitely the creeper that we saw. And the thing is, is that it made its appearance with one of the other groups um, later on that night in a different part of the sanatorium, and it did not stop. Mm. It immediately went and hit um this uh hit bubba who was the guy from last week mm -hmm. uh hit like hit bubba so hard that it actually launched him 15 feet into the into a nearby wall Sheesh. yeah and then it tried to slam the door on his head oh god yes so that just tells you how malicious the creeper can be again motorcycle sorry. and the other thing is just that we ran into the creeper a second time. 
Again. Yeah, I well, let me. Lawrence is good. Yeah, I was with. I wasn't with Bubba, but I was with. Um, uh, we'll call him Stephen. I was with Stephen, who was with Bubba when he got attacked, and immediate. And what we see the creeper show up, and this time we're like in the auditorium like thing, so it's got a lot of space, and you can see how tall this thing is. It's clearly seven plus feet. Damn. And it's like blocking out the exit. Um, there's the exit signs mm -hmm. over like the doors and that. Mm -hmm. um, and some of them were still running like on like batteries or something. And um, or maybe the caretakers had put those put some kind of light in those. Mm -hmm. And you could clearly see it was blocking out the light of the sign. Oh, my God. It. Yeah. So you could tell that it was there. And. We didn't have the spirit box this time, but we just had um, we had our cameras going, and as soon as we went to go film it, the um, when we reviewed the footage, the camera had clearly stopped recording, or and like the recording almost got like it was almost like the that part of the recording was deleted. Oh no! Um, as because you could see for a split second, you could see his shape, and then it immediately cut to black Ooh. on the footage. And on, on the uh, recorders that we had, we hear I hear the same voice that said, get out, uh, come through on the recorder saying, you need to leave. You're not meant to be here. Nope. And it <laughs> immediately scurries up the wall to the ceiling. And we're following this thing. Like, cause we can clearly see this thing still following. And then it drops down. Oh, no. No, 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 no. And we immediately jump out of the way because we think we're going to get hit. And before it even reaches us, uh, it immediately poofs away again. So the only common denominator for not having a follow-through attack was me. So we, th we theorized that something was attached to me at the time of me entering Waverly Hills or before I entered Waverly Hills and the creeper does not like it hmm. and is afraid of it almost oh wow and it wasn't so much like it was trying to get rid of like it couldn't get rid of me because uh, it couldn't attack me because whatever was attached to me was clearly dominating dominating yeah. it so it was clearly afraid of whatever was attached to me yeah and i honestly would not be surprised if what it was afraid of was the remnants of the demons that I've come in contact with. Yeah. Because before we had gone to Waverly Hills, at that point in time, I had been possessed by six different demons. Hmm. Again, the number six. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's the third time I've said six. Shh. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, so... Clearly, there were some remnants. Because um, when demons have come in contact with you, they leave a part of themselves behind. Mm -hmm. um, and I know this for a fact because while we were also at Waverly Hills, we had a very negative spirit. It wasn't the creeper. But we had a very negative spirit attempt to possess me. It made a very clear attempt. We were in a hallway, and this time we were in groups of three. So it was... Um, myself, Bubba, and John. 
we were all in the hallway and we were just kind of talking and um about our game plan as far as like what we were going to do because on this particular hallway we were in one of the wings that had uh, a lot of the really nasty mental health patients so the ones that had physically attacked people yeah. um and killed others yeah uh were housed ones. in that particular uh wing mm -hmm. so we were talking about doing isolation sessions in different rooms and we would take turns doing it and as we were talking about this Bubba sees this shadow at the end of the hall. It's just a shadowy mass, no form, like no form to it, but you can clearly see a shadowy mass. And then all of a sudden, it like makes a face on the wall. Oh god! Like a very clear face. Like it's burned or seared. It was like almost like it was uh, a stain on the wall. Oh wow! And it had a like a grin, like one of those big creepy grins oh, that you no. see, uh, smiley. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that no. that was the face. Oh no. And then all of a sudden the black shadow just starts rushing. And I'm fro I'm frozen in place because clearly I'm being the I'm the target. Yeah. So I'm paralyzed and it was almost like sleep paralysis, but I was wide awake when it happened. Oof. And Bubba and John were trying to get me to move. They were literally trying to move me, and they were they were getting ready to book themselves because they were like, "Oh hell, you're on your own," at that point because I could not I could not move, and they move. couldn't move me. Yeah. Um, and then I felt I knew I was feeling fear because I was like, "Crap, what am I going to do? What am I going to do?" And then I just remember this feeling of anger starting to rise in me, but it wasn't my anger; it was like somebody else's anger, and then. Out of nowhere, this voice that's not that does not sound like my normal uh, voice comes out of me and says, "This is my vessel. Back off!" Oh hell no! And then all of a sudden, the shadow just like disperses, almost as if like a shockwave hit it. Damn! And after that, after it kind of dissipates, Bubba and John are like, "What the hell is that? What are you okay? What, what was that?" And all I hear in, in my, uh, like a little, the same voice in my head goes, you thought you got rid of me. I'm back. Oh yeah, that's not creepy. And I knew instantly right away who it was. And it was the demon who possessed me at my very first paranormal experience. Oh God. Wow. So. Sheesh. Mm -mm. considering he was one of the original fallen that doesn't ex that explains why the creeper didn't want to mess with me yeah so and it was kind of at that point that it was probably him making a resurgence because he knew like the only reason he even made that happen was because i was about to be possessed by this ne very negative spirit um so yeah, that was uh, some of our experiences at yeah. Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Um, as I said, we wanted to do a second day, but we couldn't because we had to go and buy new equipment. And we were like, you know what? We have to go and buy new equipment. And we, ha we couldn't buy equipment in the town there because they didn't have what we needed. Because mm -hmm. uh, none of them had infrared settings. So we had to go to... We had to drive almost, at, almost two hours to another town to buy the equipment and we were like you know what we'll just continue on to um the stanley hotel and that's what we did and i will have to tell that story another time because that was weird isn't the stanley hotel if i remember correctly in my paranormal history where stephen king did the shining 
Yes. It was Shining. also not it was not only where he got the inspiration to write The Shining, it was where the movie was filmed. Ah, that's cool. <laughs> so I knew a little bit. I, I keep up yes. with my research. And a, there's actually some bits in the film that were not in the original script. They were actual paranormal experiences that happened. Oh, that's cool. I'm gonna yes. have to see the the editors. So one stuff. um one uh one scene in particular is where um Jack Nicholson's character is going into this spiral of madness. Yeah. Well, at the time he was hearing other people's voices. Oh wow. He was hearing three distinct voices talking to him, in uh in cons uh, in concert with the other voices they had. Um, they had other people talking, the other actors, uh, that were playing the ghosts. Oh, wow. Talking to him at the same time. So, like, his visible reaction of fear to some of the voices were because he was hearing specifically, go um, actual ghosts. Oh, wow. Because it was at, po uh, it was at points where, when he was hearing those voices, it's when the other actors weren't talking. Oh, wow. So, his... Oh, his reaction his, was real. His reaction was real. <laughs> Real and I feel so bad because the late um the the I can't remember her name the actress who plays the mom she didn't know about a third of the scenes. Oh wow! She was kept in the dark for about a third of the scenes. So her reaction when Jack Nicholson comes through the door with the axe was genuine fear. Yeah. She had no clue this scene was going on. Oh, wow. I so, think I might have read a little snippet about that yeah. somewhere. I don't remember where it was. Probably Facebook, because, you know. So, um, yeah, and Stephen King incorporated some of his experiences in the book, which is namely the twins. Yep. And I, remember the twins. I, will, I will let you know that I did see the twins. <sighs> that's another story. Oh, yes, that, that's, that's... uh That might be next episode. I don't know if it'll be next episode, but it'll <laughs> definitely be an episode. <laughs> um, so, this wraps up this episode, and with spooky season coming upon us, we really do hope that you are enjoying this podcast so far. Um, I want to say a special thanks to those who have listened to our episodes, and I hope to that you continue listening. Yes, y'all are awesome. Thank you so much And for we do support. hope to see... Uh, more support in the form of you guys sending us stories. Definitely. Uh, remember that email is spookedinhoustonpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, you have to have the podcast in the uh, in there. Otherwise, we're not going to get it. You're going to get it sent to somebody else who has a spooked in Houston Gmail. I don't know. Um, so, that's it for tonight. Keep and it spooky, folks. Y'all have a fantastic night. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Or, not tomorrow, I'm sorry, next week. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> We're not churning these out every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know that. <laughs> Good bye, night, guys.